Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh! No! Harper for the win! Corner, Ivy for the win. He got it! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the DG Bucket Podcast. I am Grant. This is my co-host, Drew. Um, it is currently Monday, November 27th. Uh, we are going to be recapping most of Feast Week. Um, it was a very busy week in college basketball um, over the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we hope all of you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families. Um, I know I did. I don't know about you, but I definitely did. I sure did. It was awesome. That's good. A lot of food. A lot of basketball. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, if I had control over the TV on Thanksgiving Day, basketball definitely would have been on. But I had yeah, to watch I it on my not. phone. Yeah. Anyway, it was a fun week. Lions throw up a stinker. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun week um, watching basketball, not being at school, you know. But uh, we'll jump right in. Uh, we'll start with teams that didn't have a tournament. I might th- about half of the teams in the Big Ten didn't have a tournament. Um, one of those being Illinois. They only played one game. Over the holiday week, um, they played Western Illinois and won by 30, 32, if my math serves me correctly. Um, so they took care of business. Um, I'm, I don't even, I didn't even look at the box score of this game. I'm sure Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins probably had a good game. Most likely, I would think. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know if you have anything to talk about on Illinois, but. Uh, who do they got coming up? Because I'd like to see an actual test. In one of their games, their last test was Marquette, but I don't really know what to think of them right now. I'm not too high on them. Well, obviously, like they're top four in the Big Ten, but I don't know. It's not very hard to be top four in the Big Ten right now. I know, and they're about to fall out of the top twenty-five. They're twenty-fourth right now. Yeah, they're actually the so the AP rankings dropped today for Week Four. Purdue's number one, Illinois's number twenty-four, and that's it in the Big Ten. Pretty sad. Not great. Yeah, it's kind of like last year. I think last year at one point, Purdue was number one and like none other teams were ranked. Purdue was yeah. top five and no other teams were ranked. Uh, anyway. Illinois plays Ruggers on Saturday. Where? At Ruggers. It'll be solid okay, games. They got solid some test. solid games coming up. And then they got FAU and then at Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that last a couple weeks ago. I said yeah. that they were going to beat FAU. FAU looked good after. Yeah, at least they did during look good. Feast Week, they looked good. Yeah. Um, another team that didn't play in a tournament, Nebraska. Um, we kind of have to talk about them. They're seven and zero. I mean, they haven't played anybody except maybe Duquesne. If you want to, I mean, they're top one hundred in Ken Palm. Seven and zero. Seven and zero. Yeah. I mean, seven wins. That's really solid, especially at Nebraska. They always find a way to lose one of those stupid nope. bye games. But they beat Duquesne by ten and Cal State Fullerton, I believe, last night by thirteen. Um, I watched a little bit of the Duquesne game actually. Um, and I thought they looked better without Casey Tomonaga on the floor. It might just have been matchups. Um, but their lineup of rank mast at the five, like kind of like a small ball five for them. And then um Jawan Gary um kind of controlling um kind of bringing up the ball. Um he's more of like a three when Casey is in. Casey's not a point guard, but um he's more of a three. But Jawan Gary was playing a little bit of point guard and I thought um they actually looked solid when that lineup was in, but I don't know if you yeah, watched. I didn't at all. watch really any of them. So, yeah. but I mean, Duquesne's a solid team. They beat Charleston by 20. Um, and like I said, they're top 100 at Ken Palm. So, I mean, on a Wednesday night, 
night before break. I mean, 10-point win against a solid team. I'll take that any day of the week if I'm a Nebraska fan. Yeah. Um, one team that didn't play at all this week, or last week, I guess, Thanksgiving week, was Rutgers. They did not have a single game. So nothing to talk about but for they, Rutgers fans. They did play tonight. Yes. They they beat St. Peter's Saint by 30. Peters by, yeah. So we won't talk about that either. Yeah. Looks like um, a typical Rutgers game. Yep. Fernandez had 19, Omorye 17 and 8. And that's about it. Um, another team didn't have a tournament. Minnesota, they went one and one. Um, they actually played a true road game. Um, shout out to them for scheduling that. Um, 80, they won 86 76 versus Arkansas Pine Bluff and then lost last night by 18 to San Francisco. It was a, it was still kind of a neutral site. I mean, it was, it in was San away, Francisco. but it was on, I guess the, it wasn't on their campus. It was on the Warriors but, court. Yeah. So it's an away game in my book. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I thought, I thought they would play a little bit better against Pine Bluff, but, or not Pine Bluff, San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, I, I 18 point loss is rough, but I don't know. Minnesota's not going to be great again this year. So, no, not expecting much. Nope. Um, and then, um, Maryland, they didn't play in the tournament. They went 2 0 over the week. Um, a blowout against UMBC put up 92 points, won by 24, and then beat South Alabama by 13. Um, I don't know anything about South Alabama, but 13 points is not good. Not separating not yourself. Good. So I don't know. I didn't watch either game. And Maryland has looked horrible to start the year. They have the pieces to be really good. I, I don't know. Yeah. Something is confusing about this team. Maybe it's the coach. Maybe it's players not um, having good chemistry. I don't know. But Maryland. Julian Reese had a really good game against South South Alabama though. In nineteen and fifteen. Yeah. Only missed I mean, one shot. If you're playing against teams like that, your big guy should have a good game. I know, but he hasn't so far. So. Yeah, that's that's true. That's fair enough. Um, the last team that didn't play in a true tournament, it was still on a neutral site. Really good game. Uh, Michigan State versus Arizona. Michigan State ends up losing by six, but I thought they looked a lot better in this game than they have in previous games. I watched games. like the second half of this game, and they looked better than what I thought they would against Arizona. Yeah. they. Um, Michigan State played like the last 10 minutes or so with Malik Hall at the five. That's kind of what they did a lot in towards the end of the season last year. Um, you see all these highlights of like AJ Hogarth getting downhill, getting to the paint, um, basically doing whatever he wants on smaller guards. That's because there was a lot of spacing, nobody in the middle um, to take away those driving lanes. And uh, AJ Hogarth, he was kind of doing the same thing in that in this game against Arizona. Um, with Malik Hall, he's not really a pure shooter, but he's going to space the floor more than like Mati Sissoko or Carson Cooper. Yeah. And it opens up those driving lanes for Walker, Aikens, um, Hogard, and uh, I thought they looked a lot better on offense, um, at least on offense. Yeah, uh, I think Izzo's officially out on uh, playing Savior Booker. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with that, but oh well. So it goes. Who cares? Not my team. Yeah, he'll be fun to watch next year if he doesn't transfer. Yeah, he might even go pro still. <laughs> That'd be crazy if he plays five minutes a game and then goes pro. I mean, he would probably get drafted now. Uh, maybe I don't know. I honestly have no idea how he plays because he hasn't played at all. So yeah, I watched him in the state Indiana State tournament last year. That's that's literally all I watched. Yeah, he looked good, obviously playing against six eight white boys. But um, we'll move on to the teams that played in tournaments. Um, there was two like over the weekend before Thanksgiving, so we kind of touched on it in the last episode. Um, but one of them was Indiana. 
Uh, they played in the Empire Classic, lost by 20 to UConn, and then beat Louisville um, by eight in that tournament. And then they actually played last night also and uh, beat Harvard by 13. Um, I didn't think Indiana looked very good. We kind of touched on it last episode. So if you haven't listened, go listen to that. It's our preview of this week, of the Feast Week. Um, but I, I didn't think Indiana looked very good in the Empire Classic. But at least on the offensive end, last night against Harvard, I thought they looked a lot better, especially McKenzie and Baco. I think he had 18 points. Something like that, yeah. Uh, he played really well, and Khalil Ware was just a beast in the paint. I don't know. What what did you think of Indiana over the week? Uh, I mean, I don't think this team's that great. I don't think. They'll – Expectations like coming into the year, I thought there'd be like a chance at like a five or six seed, but I, I don't know. I don't even know if they're on the bubble right now. They just, yeah, they don't look good at all. I mean, they are five and one. I know, but and Harvard's not bad. I mean, Harvard's pretty good. They've got some good, good players. I don't know. I just don't see it unless Ware can have games like that every single night. I think he had like thirty and ten or something like that. Yeah, he was a beast last night. Um, another thing to note, they tied their season high with four threes. Still That's their season 26%. high. <laughs> season high is four threes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think CJ Gunn has made a three all year. Um, Trey Galloway is not shooting well, and Gabe Cups, I don't think, is shooting very well either. That's kind of like the three guys that they totally relied on. I mean, those are their this. only three guards besides Johnson. Yeah. And something to note about Johnson, he actually went out of the game. He didn't return in the second half, had ice on his foot. And then Renew, I think Renew ended up coming back into the game, but he was having, it looked like some back spasms or like back tightness. Um, so something to monitor for Indiana, especially coming into this huge stretch. I mean, they've got a couple conference games and then they've got, um, I think, Kansas and yeah. another power another power team. Um uh, so they need to get healthy for sure, especially their point guard. I mean, you can't be trotting out Gabe Cups against Kansas. I mean, I think he'll be a great player, but oh no, yeah, not no, this, no, not this I'm, early. I'm not trying to offend Gabe Cups at all. He he's going to be a really good player he's for a long time in Indiana, and he's already developed into a pretty solid player. He's just not a starting point guard um, on a Big Ten team right now. I think uh, Anthony Walker's coming on pretty strong for IU uh, in the last couple games. He's really. I mean, he's taking the role of Mbako because Mbako wasn't really doing much. But after last yeah. game, I don't know how that'll how that'll play out. But I think this is just how Mbako's year is going to go. He's just going to be a little inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, some of their shooting, some of their shooting yeah. numbers. Uh, I use Trey Galloway, three for 17 percent. Uh, Mbako, two for 11 percent. Gabe Cups, two for seven, twenty nine percent from three. And CJ Gunn's like zero for five, right? Zero for four. Yeah, so he's not even attempting that many. Like, no, get your shots up, bro. Yeah, I thought he'd come in off the bench and just chuck up shots. Kind of what he did last year towards the end of the year. Yeah, their highest or the best shooter is Xavier Johnson, and he's only made five threes. So that's their. Was he like what's it? What's he five five for for ten? Nice. That's their most made threes by a player. Five. Yep. Nice. That's not great. Percent from three on the year. I, I think probably six or seven teams in the Big Ten have had a player make five threes in a game and Indiana's best, best shooter, I guess, if you want to call it that has made five threes all season and six. Years. Yikes. Anyway, I thought they looked a little better last night, but I agree. They're still not top. I don't think that was a big 10. It was a 13 point game, but Harvard was, Harvard it was, was close. Most of the game. They were up at halftime. Most of the game. Yeah. 
that uh what's that dude's name the mac guy freshman on harvard like malik mac or something yeah he's a baller yeah he is he's really good they've also got this dude in the in the post it's like super athletic uh, like 610 so i also had like a sniper i forget his name he had like a oh yeah ponytail um, dude yeah man bun yeah yeah he was good uh what was i gonna say what was I gonna say uh i guess you could say since like that point guard had like what 30 on him or defense a, a problem like well the first if like, they face a tough combo guard yeah well, they the, go the first like 17 minutes of the game he had like two points and then Xavier Johnson got hurt, and they put Gabe Cups on him, and that's what, kind of when he started heating up. I don't know if that has anything to do with maybe he just took a while to get into the game, or I'm assuming it's because Johnson probably put a little bit more physicality on him than Cups. Yeah, I mean, Cups is a good defender. Just he's a freshman, so yeah. But so it goes. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, um, another team who played in a tournament last weekend, kind of bef- like pre feast week action, the appetizer, if you will. Um, was Northwestern. They played in the Hall of Fame tip-off. They uh, went 1-1 one and one in that. Uh, they beat Rhode Island by 11, lost to Mississippi State by 9. We talked about it last week in the last episode, so if you haven't, go listen to that. Um, their other game this week was against Northern Illinois. They went, they won by 22. Um, they put up 90 points. Um, that's their most this year by far. Um, Boo Booey had an excellent game. Uh, Barnheiser almost had a double-double again. Um, is this team like top four in the Big Ten? Like, is it just going to happen again? I think it could happen. I don't think they're the one of the top four teams in the Big Ten, but I think they could finish as a top four team in the Big Ten, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like skill wise, I don't think they're that good, but yeah, it's just how the cards fall. And the Big Ten is horrible this year. So yeah, I mean, we both have them at six and seven in our power ranking right now. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. The Big Ten this year, man, they're just rough. But I, I think Northwestern is going to be pr- pretty decent. I think they'll make the tournament. It's just how their guards play. I mean, yeah. That and Barnheiser. Yeah. I mean, Bowie, um, Barry, Langborg, and Barnheiser are really their only guys. Yeah. I mean, Nicholson is coming back, but I mean, he's not really an offensive threat. If Bowie has a night like he did tonight, which I'm just box score watching, but if he shoots like that and plays like that, they'll be tough to beat because. Yeah. And making shots really opens it up for the other guys. So, yeah. okay. Um, moving on to the tournaments during Feast Week. Um, I think like six Big Ten teams played in a tournament during Feast Week. One of those is Iowa. Uh, they went one and one in the Rady Children's Invitational in San Diego. Um, they lost by 12 to Oklahoma, and it was really not that close. They got spanked, and then they beat Seton Hall by 13. Um, another game that wasn't really that close, it just ended up being close. Um, ish towards the end. Um, I said it last week. I thought they would lose to Oklahoma. You kind of gave me a weird look. You wanted that USC Iowa yeah, final. I wanted that. it. Um, it probably would have been a hundred to a hundred, which would have been fun to watch. But I, um, I think Oklahoma ended up winning. I think they ended up beating USC. But yeah. So they, I mean, uh, not not a bad loss by any means for Iowa, but just kind of the way they lost. I mean, they got spanked in the first half. I think they were down by twenty at halftime. Yeah, I just. They did not play well in this. They shot 17% from three. So. And that's that right there is all I need to know. If Iowa but shoots 17% from three, they're not going to win many games. Oklahoma also shot 20% from three. They made the same amount of threes. So Well, Oklahoma's a different team than Iowa. Iowa kind of lives by the three. I um, have no idea who's even on Oklahoma, to be honest. They also they also out-rebounded Oklahoma. 
but they did have 14 turnovers, which is probably the game. 14 turnovers, 17% from three. Not going to win many games. They probably out-rebounded them because they threw up so many bricks. I mean, you got to get yeah. a couple offensive rebounds at that point. Yeah, they had 18 offensive rebounds. Yeah. Oklahoma had nine. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I like this Iowa team. Um, I'm high on them. Their transfers are good. Their returning players have gotten better. I just – well, Patrick McCaffrey's gotten worse. I will say that. But other than that, their returners have gotten better. Their freshmen from last year have kind of taken that um, jump. Um, Peyton Sanford and Ben Cricky, I mean, they look like a pretty good duo in the Big Ten. Uh, but um, I'm not I'm not concerned with them. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad loss, like I said. I mean, Oklahoma beat USC, I think. But They did. The They had like a last-second tip back. And then they beat Seton Hall, took care of business there. I mean, like I said, this game was – not as close as the final score shows. This they ran Seton Hall out of the gym in the first twenty five minutes. But yeah. um, we'll we'll see. Um, Iowa actually comes to Purdue next Monday. Um, that'll be a really good test. I think they play another conference game in between now and then. They play um, North Florida on oh, Wednesday. Okay. Do they play a conference game after that? No. Okay. So they play Purdue next Monday. Uh, that'll be a good test for both teams. Kind of a different style than Purdue has seen this year. And then, obviously, a good test for Iowa because Purdue's number one in the country. Um, and we'll both be there, so we'll actually get to see what this Iowa team's all about. Sir. <laughs> um, moving on to Ohio State. I think this is the surprise of the feast week, probably, um, for me at least. Most surprising, I guess. They went 2-0 and um, in the Emerald Coast Classic. They beat Alabama by 11. Um, and then they beat Santa Clara in the championship if you want to call it that, by 30. Um, Santa Clara beat uh, – shoot, I don't remember. Santa Clara beat a decent team um, in the other game. Santa Clara's a good team. Yeah. I they've think got, they were 6-0 um, going into it. Yeah, and they've got a good uh, – another NBA prospect on the wing. They just produce those like crazy. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Alabama coming into this game was obviously the favorite to win this tournament. And then Ohio State shows up and beats them by 11. I mean – I don't know about you, but I didn't really give Ohio State a chance in this game. No, they uh, I think they just like they dominated both of these games. Yeah, it was only an eleven point game against Alabama, but I'm pretty sure they were up by more for most of the game. Yeah, and they they shot lights out in both games. Yeah, and and Bruce Thornton was had a master class in the in those two games. Yeah, and then Roddy Gale are very yeah. good, very good duo. Yeah, they've both taken that jump, like that freshman to sophomore jump, like. Uh, we all expect guys that play heavy minutes their freshman year. They kind of have to take their lumps. And then that sophomore year, uh, it, it's like a breakout season. Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I still trust Chris Holtman, but this team's looking pretty good right now. I don't know. They've got second-best resume in the Big Ten. I also think there's a conversation for them to be the second-best team in the Big Ten. But On paper, sure, totally. Yeah. I, I think that could definitely be a possibility. Especially if their freshmen continue to get better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could definitely see them definitely finishing in the top four at least. Um, but, I mean, the double-digit win against Alabama, that's pretty convincing. I mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, another surprising team, maybe not the most surprising, but um, Wisconsin goes 2-0 in the Fort Myers tip-off. Um, beat Virginia by 24. They absolutely exploded in the second half. And then um, beat SMU by eight in the uh, – final game of that tournament so they are the fort myers champions um i watched the second half of the virginia game we talked about it a little bit last week in the last episode but um yeah i thought they looked 
really good against Virginia. I didn't watch the SMU game, but man, they looked really good in the second half against Virginia. Yeah, I caught the like tail end of that when they started to pull away against Virginia. So I don't I don't have a lot. I think we talked about that in the last episode, but yeah, yeah. Um Connor Seasons still not playing heavy minutes for whatever reason. Tonight he played like 15 minutes though. So they just played what did they play. Uh Western Illinois tonight. Oh yeah. So they're probably garbage time minutes, but he only scored six points and he took seven shots. Blackwell had another really good night off the bench. Well, wait, never mind, never mind. Never mind. He, has, he had five points, but oh, well, that's my bad. He he went two for three. Man, I think uh, Wisconsin has four guys averaging more than ten points. If I remember right. Yeah, I think I saw that. That's that's pretty good balance. That's very good. The Crowell, Hepburn, Wall, and five Blackwell. guys. Yeah, five guys. Crowell, Blackwell, other? Hepburn, Wall, and Store. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's an underrated transfer in the Big Ten. AJ yeah. Store from St. John's, I believe. I thought I thought that should have got more coverage uh, yeah. in the offseason. but I mean, Wisconsin basketball, you know. Yeah, it's kind of where your offense goes to die if if you're an offensive player. But I mean, that hey, he's been really good for them. Yeah, good pickup. He's kind of taking that Connor season spot, if you will. Um, but anyway. Moving on here to Michigan, uh, they they had a pretty disappointing week in Atlantis. Uh, one and two, um, lost to Memphis by four, then beat Stanford by five, and then got shellacked by Texas Tech by sixteen. And Texas Tech is not very good. Um, they they actually were down by like I think they were down by like twenty or maybe twenty five to Memphis at one point. Um, eventually came back, made it close, but couldn't get it couldn't get it done. Um, yeah, it's just not not a great showing for Michigan. They're kind of a confusing team right now. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that they were like one of the most inconsistent teams last year in the country. Um, I don't know how you um, what data they use for that, but um, it's looking like they're going to be a pretty inconsistent team again this year. I mean, I just think they can't play defense. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the biggest. Like their offense is obviously they have what they need on offense, but yeah, yeah, so. And and the team that they beat, Stanford, the next day Stanford lost by like twenty to northern northern Iowa. Yeah. So not great. I don't know. Yeah. Not great for not Michigan. a good week. Nope. Well, um, I week I think and a half because they lost, yeah, they lost to Long Beach State last Friday. I think I had them dropping like five or six spots in the power rankings. Like yeah. come on, guys. You had my it took me a little longer than most people to realize that they were gonna be legit and then they just freaking lay an egg in Atlantis. I said on Friday after they lost to Long Beach, I wasn't concerned because it was kind of a trappy game right before you leave for the Bahamas. And I'm then not they, so sure about that. And then they freaking lay an egg in Atlanta. It's like, come on, guys, do better. Yeah. And then, like, Jawan was on the bench, and, like, you didn't really know who was their coach. Like, like was it Martelli? Was it Jawan? Like, they were both coaching. It was it was, it was, was weird. But And Akama got on every social media platform. Got his ankle snapped. <laughs> um. Anyway, embarrassing week for Michigan, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh. Next, Penn State, zero and three in the ESPN Events Invitational. Kind of a slap across the face. Um. Here's some real competition. Zero and three. Bang. Lost to Texas A&M by twelve. Lost to Butler by ten, and then lost to VCU by twelve. Tough for Penn State because half their players and their coach are from VCU. Um. And then they lose to them. It's kind of funny. Um, in my opinion, it's kind of funny. I was um, I was hoping they'd win one of these games. Yeah, me too. It could be a prove it. Well, like prove it that we're not as bad as you think we are. But yeah, 
and, and they didn't really get blown out in any game. I mean, they were in every game. Um, definitely had a chance to win against Butler. Um, but let's see, they put up that they allow, sorry, they allow 89 points to Texas AM, 88 points to Butler, or 86 to VCU. Now, Mike Rhodes, his whole thing at VCU was to play slow and play really good defense and make it ugly. Um, the teams that they played against averaged more than 85 points. So that is not playing slow and playing ugly. Yeah. That is so, just playing ugly. Yep. Um, if you allow, you're, if you, the least amount of points you allow is 86 and the most you score is 78, I don't think you're going to win very much. Yeah. Ace Baldwin also looked really good against BCU in 27. Yeah. He didn't look very good in the first two games, though. In 12 and 15. I mean, probably need more than that from him. Yeah. Especially if Clary uh, isn't doing as well, but Clary's fine. Well, maybe not. He didn't. He had 28 against Butler, and then he didn't score against VCU. They're just inconsistent. I mean, he might have gotten hurt because he only played nine minutes. So I didn't watch that, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, it's a rebuilding year for Penn State, so we're not expecting much. No. Um. Finally, to the should-be unanimous number one team in the country now, Purdue Boilermakers. They go to Maui and go 3-0 and against, I think I'm ready to say that they it was the loaded, the most loaded midseason tournament, feast week tournament ever. I think it might the fifth be. fifth-place game. The fifth place game the was most ever, like yeah. in the future. Like I don't think there might, I don't think there will be any more that pack. Yeah, I, 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 I probably agree. The fifth place game was number eleven Gonzaga versus UCLA. What? That was better than most tournaments' ideal championship game. Yeah, like it was crazy. Um, Purdue honestly, they got the worst draw. They, I mean, they had to play number eleven Gonzaga on the first game. Oh, they won by ten. They beat Tennessee by four in the second game and then beat Marquette by three in the championship game. Um, Zach Eady dominated the week, goes home with the Maui tournament MVP. Braden Smith on the all-tournament team. Um, obviously, Purdue's now ranked number one in the country. Um, third time, uh, or uh, third season in a row, they've been ranked number one. Um, I'm a Purdue fan. Drew's a Purdue fan. We both go to Purdue. I was expecting a lot from this team this year, but honestly – I said Monday, if this team goes 3-0, I'm going to glaze them like I haven't glazed them before, and I am going to glaze them, all right? I was expecting 2-1, and one, honestly. I was expecting to lose to Tennessee. I said that Tennessee would probably win this tournament. Obviously, they didn't. Um, Purdue is freaking here to make a statement, guys. They don't care what you say about FDU, St. Peter's, North Texas, Little Rock. They don't give a frick. They are going to win that freaking tournament this season, guys, okay? I'm ready to say it. They're going to win it all. Purdue's going to win it all this year. They're going to go undefeated. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> let's relax like, a little bit. Let's just calm, if, calm it down a little bit. I have not seen a performance like this from a Purdue team ever. They, okay, yes, they only won by 10, 4, and 3. But it's, I mean, they played number 11, number 7, number 4. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's an Elite 8, Final 4, National and Championship. They, it, and it was all three different style of games. Yeah. Tennessee was football. Gonzaga was, I don't know, uh, it was kind of a weird game. It was and a, then. Who can score 60 points first because nobody can make a shot. Yeah. And then Marquette was like the most beautiful game of basketball I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It was basketball to a T. I mean, the execution in that game was off the charts. Um, Braden Smith is a baller. He is a dude. Braden Smith is a dude. If he had some takes that I have no idea how he made the layups on. I and think then, he had one against Marquette in like crunch time and it, it was just insane. And Fletcher Lawyer. Yeah. I was if, wrong. I know Lawyer, I said like last week, I was like, uh, he probably won't do anything against Tennessee, and he drops 27 because they were physical. Whoa. I am wrong. <laughs> Fletcher Lawyer, 
he's just he's just gonna be like that all season. He's just gonna be a little inconsistent. Yeah. But he's a dude. All right. This team is full of dudes. Now, Miles Colvin, yeah. I will say he needs to stop getting backdoor and he needs to play better defense. He just needs to play competent defense. If he plays average defense, he's gonna get 15 minutes a game. Yep. Anyway, this team, I'm excited. They should be undefeated. Well, hopefully they beat Texas. They, they will be favored in every game they play this season. Yeah. Barring injuries or yeah. an absolute pummel of a season. Yeah. Like if they just if they just absolutely lose it. But it'll be a good test Friday night against Northwestern and then Iowa at home on Monday. So yep. that'll be a nice two game slate yeah. after uh, well, yeah. after, after should be a cupcake game on tomorrow. Yeah. Um we'll preview the upcoming Big Ten couple games in the Big Ten on Wednesday or Thursday, but um I think that wraps it up for now. Um, yep. Um, for Drew Hostetter, um, I'm Grant Valiant. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Yeah. Climb, step back, three for the tie. Oh! Oh.